firstly, um, I was looking at your tweets and obviously you start off by uh, quoting what was said in the burger uh, today. But what do you think could be behind this withdrawal? Well, there's something clearly behind the withdrawal because you don't uh, lodge papers and make a big public fuss about it and explain to everybody why you're lodging papers to the electoral court requiring the IEC to allow you to re-register candidates in 93 municipalities where you missed the deadline, and then a couple of hours later withdraw it. There's got to be an explanation for that. Now, the burger today, as you said, was quoting Andre Diffenhacher, and I also then phoned Andre Diffenhacher, who's a professor in, at, uh, Orange, uh, at Free State University, and we discussed it, and he made it very clear to me that his Suspicion is, and mine is also very strongly, that the ANC must have withdrawn its challenge to the IEC on closing the list at the deadline on the 23rd of August because they somehow feel that the Constitutional Court will enable the IEC to move the election from October to February and then reset the whole timetable, which would enable the ANC to re-register its candidates again. Hmm. Otherwise, how can you explain that they make a big song and dance about challenging the IEC's decision that a deadline is a deadline, which has always been the case through every single election up till now, with several parties having had its candidates disqualified for not meeting the deadline in the past, the NFP had all of its candidates disqualified in 2016 because it failed to meet a deadline. So how can you explain the ANC putting in an application and then suddenly withdrawing it, saying it's waiting for the Constitutional Court to rule? Mm. And in the tweet, you go on to say that if the information um, is uh, uh, possibly leaking from uh, the Constitutional Court to the ANC, it is nothing short of a constitutional crisis. So uh, uh, why would you uh, possibly think that that could be the case? Well, you remember that not too long ago, President Cyril Ramaphosa appeared before the Zondo Commission, and it emerged there that the ANC's deployment committee had even discussed deploying judges to the courts of South Africa. And I think, if I remember correctly, they even mentioned to the Constitutional Court. They claimed it was to get more women there, but whatever it was, the ANC has absolutely no right as a party, and it's indeed a constitutional crisis if they are, as a party, deploying judges to the Constitutional Court or any other court for that matter. Now, I sat on the Judicial Service Commission, and I actually saw with my own eyes that that has become an ANC deployment committee. So I would not in any way be surprised if the ANC's deployment system, the total abuse, which has resulted in the collapse of almost every state institution, has now reached the judiciary. And this is a crisis. Just like ANC deployment caused ESCOM to collapse, caused FAA to collapse, caused conflict to collapse, caused the National Prosecuting Authority to collapse, caused the police to collapse. It will now also cause the judiciary to collapse, if this is true. And how do you respond to those who uh, would say that Helen Ziller is uh, now mounting an attack on the judiciary? I'm mounting an attack on deployment, on cadre deployment. 
that's what I'm mounting an attack against, and surely it's obvious for everybody to understand. What I'm absolutely amazed about is this Sakina, and can you please explain this to me? There was hardly any fuss at all when it emerged in the Zondo Commission that the ANC discusses deployment to the judiciary. And when Sidney Mufamadi appeared before the Zondo Commission, he said that slush funds had been set aside by the state security agency to pay off judges. There was hardly any fuss about that. But now there's a fuss about a tweet from Helen Ziller saying there needs to be some explanation about why the ANC is withdrawing its case. And other people like Professor Andre Diffenhacher speculating that the ANC must have been tipped off about the outcome of the Constitutional Court. Mm-hmm. This is the fact, Sakina. You tell me now. I need to ask you a question. Why was there no fuss at all when Sidney Mufamadi said that slush funds of the state security agency that he investigated had been set aside to bribe and to pay off judges? Well, perhaps not no fuss at all, perhaps not a big enough fuss. Uh, do you think that someone like Arthur Fraser should have appeared before the Zonda Commission then, uh, Mazilla? I certainly do. And the fact that he didn't appear, what does that uh, say to you? Well, it says to me that we're not interested in getting to the bottom of the issues. So this is what we were waiting for, uh, to hear more about not only judges, but journalists and everybody else who were paid exactly. off from that slush exactly. fund. Exactly. Where is Sanef shouting? They issued one statement afterwards. But Sanef should be shouting day after day to find out which journalists were paid off. I have my suspicions. And you don't have to really look further than the so-called independent group and a couple of others. But which judges were paid off? And now that the um, now that there's been a finding, at least by implication, that Judge Flope tried to convince constitutional court judges to vote in favor of Jacob Zuma, can we please know which judges were paid off? This is a constitutional crisis. Which judges were paid off by slush funds from the state security agency? So how do you suggest we get to the bottom of that information, given that the Zonda Commission has uh, just about wrapped up all its work and we haven't heard from Arthur Fraser, and uh, that information seemingly will not be coming to light anytime soon? Well, then what was the point of having the Zonda Commission? Or was it just an elaborate um, PR exercise for Cyril Ramaphosa? The bottom line is this. Unless there are convictions arising out of the Zonda Commission, And unless those critical pieces of information, such as were judges actually paid off, Sidney Mufamadi went and investigated with all the powers of investigation. He concluded that slush funds had been used to pay off judges. You can't just leave it hanging in the air. You've got to investigate, find out who was paid off, how much they were paid off, for what purpose they were paid off, impeach them and get them out of the system and charge the people who are paying them off for bribery and corruption. But that never happens. We do PR exercises in South Africa. We're not really serious about getting to the heart of the issue.
Well, Ms. Zilla, let's leave it there. Helen Zilla, the DA's Federal Council Chairperson, on her views uh, regarding the ANC's about turn. And uh, in case you missed it, the African National Congress, of course, uh, they have decided uh, to actually withdraw uh, their application, an application that was made and then uh, subsequently withdrawn uh, to force the IEC to reopen registration. So let's find out from the ANC what they their view is on this matter. The spokesperson, Pule Mabe, joins us now. Pule, good afternoon. So what is the reason for the ANC withdrawing that application? Afternoon, Sakina, and afternoon to your listeners. Uh, we did issue a statement this morning uh, detailing the reasons on why the ANC uh, withdrew its applications at the Electoral Court. Upon review with our legal team, uh, we came to a conclusion that the, the facts that we are putting forward to the electoral court are very much similar to the facts that we had advanced uh, in the case we joined uh, the IEC on uh, as it relates to the recommendations of the uh, Judge Senate Commission around the elections being postponed uh, in October owing to uh, COVID cases uh, in the country. So it's, 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 in, it's, it's, it's entirely untrue that uh, the African National Congress is uh, withdrawing its case because it might have been tipped off. We joined the IEC. We joined an application by the IEC to the Concord. We did that because uh, we had already, we have, we, have, we have always advanced a reasoning out in the public that uh, COVID has not been able to create uh, better conditions uh, for political parties want to host their own gatherings to be able to uh, campaign in the manner that they would have. ANC does not uh, rely on digital platforms primarily to campaign. I mean, uh, uh, the parties, including the, the, the leader of the party that you're talking to now, they mostly make telephone calls. We go and visit Gogos in their homes. We couldn't be able to do that because of uh, COVID. We arrange gatherings where people don't apply uh, to become councillors in the ANC, as it is the case uh, with these other uh, parties, especially the one whose leader you're talking to now. In the African National Congress, we have got a participatory system that is quite democratic. We have to host community meetings. Mm. COVID conditions would not have made that uh, possible for us. I mean, at one point, Sakina, you had, uh, you, 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 you had all manner of uh, restrictions that made uh, gatherings uh, impossible because we were trying to make sure that we save lives. So trying to come and assume power through the back door would not necessarily give parties what they want because uh, you want to lead on the basis that uh, you contested fairly and freely and that people would have been given the opportunity to exercise uh, their own will. I mean, mm. that's the freedom that we all fought for and that's the freedom that we are all expected to enjoy. The credibility and integrity of uh, uh, judges uh, at all times. Okay, before we go to that, before we be, before we go to the judges' issue, uh, Pule, uh, I think most parties, if not all, will agree about uh, COVID nineteen and the impact that it's had on the ability to actually campaign and how parties traditionally would campaign. But with regard to the court application to force the IEC to reopen registration, let's talk about that for a moment, because. You actually, as the ANC, uh, did 
um, embark on that course of action, uh, deposited, uh, deposed, I should say, a, an affidavit, and then subsequently decided against that course of action. So uh, why, why did that go? Why did that happen? Well, uh, as I'm saying, Sakina, that uh, it is really a review that we have conducted. Remember, this is a, these are our own decisions. I mean, I don't, we don't understand why the AMC uh, must be made to account to political parties on its own uh, reasons. I mean, uh, we don't uh, ask the DA or any other political party why they make certain decisions. We pronounce ourselves on the course of action we wanted to take to be able to resolve the matter that but was it's a curious us. cause but of action I, don't you think can oh. i can i can i just finish my line otherwise i'm going to miss my uh, thought process okay we had approached the electoral court we're going to make an approach to the electoral court in terms of the relevant sections of the of the municipal electoral act which is a section 112a which does provide for that. But uh, when you consult with uh, uh, your legal minds, uh, you have got to make various considerations. And the consideration made in this instance was that uh, the, the reasons we are advancing to the electoral court are very much similar to what we have put forward in the application that uh, we have put to join the IEC and felt that it is only fair that uh, given the situation and where we are now, it's only fair that uh, we await the judgment of the constitutional court. You have got to do that. I mean, when you develop your own uh, legal strategy, you have got to now go into a consultation, look at all the pros and cons, look at what is uh, best for the organization, what is best for the country and all of that. We have already advanced uh, our own reasons. When so you joined, didn't uh, consult before deposing the affidavit? No, and the other political parties, never really asked why the ANC joining the application of the IEC. So today, coming and saying that we might have been tipped off uh, is to be unfair. The ANC doesn't really apply under end tactics in terms of how it does its things. Actually, the ANC always advocates for a bigger platform, an open, transparent space where parties could be able to uh, express themselves, uh, campaign, and never feel that they are being barred by uh, existing or obtaining conditions on the ground.